Are you feeling the roller coaster, the ups and downs and sideways lurches, the flips and turns and various energy movements that could be creating all kinds of chaos and havoc in your life? All this energy movement around us is permeating our personal energy spaces, as well as our connections and creating opportunities for new choices and awareness of new potentials and invitations to shed the shackles of the past and try some 5D joy. Some of these choices are forced on us and some are voluntary. But something we need to understand is that choices arise in our lives when we're ready for transformation whether we know it or not, and a new journey of spiritual initiation is beginning. Welcome to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host, and I want to show you how to create your rich, happy, and successful life. Since 2004, I've been teaching soul-congruent, mind-expanding, wholeness living to a global audience. I'm known as the world's most accurate intuitive, the iconic energy savant, a best-selling author of eight books, the expert on energy boundaries, alignment, integration, and intention. And I'm the founder of the Becoming 360 Method of Transformation. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and energize you to embrace your full potential, upsource your possibilities, revive your life, and shine your light brightly. Thank you for joining me on this week's High Vibes Living Podcast, and I hope you'll learn something that tunes you into your high vibes and motivates, energizes, and inspires you and shines some light on your journey. Let's get started. If you don't like change and get paralyzed by indecision when you have to consider choices and make decisions, you probably won't feel too comfortable with this article and podcast because it involves the inevitability of change and how the forces of change compel us to change and make different choices even when we don't want to. This isn't out of our control, but remember, we're guided by our soul mission, and when we resist change, we're engaged in a battle between the ego and the soul, and that is rarely pleasant. What compels us to make changes in our life? Sometimes it's what other people do and the choices they make. I've counseled many clients who were going about their daily lives and then they had to make significant changes because their partner cheated on them or left them or died or made a choice they could not align with and the change had to occur. Or their family stopped talking to them or their friends abandoned them or they lost their job and had to find a new job or had to make a significant career change. Sometimes we change when we've had enough of a situation and one day we decide we're done with the status quo. Other times we're going to change and then we go for it only to find we didn't choose wisely because we didn't get the outcome we wanted. But is that the truth or did we try to choose something that we weren't aligned with or could not create or we're in the habit of second guessing every choice? When we second-guess our actions, it's from the point of completion after the change has been made. We forget our thoughts, our mindset, and beliefs at the time we were considering that choice and considering taking that action. At the time, it was probably the most obvious action and the most obvious choice. And maybe it was the only choice that was available to us or the only choice or action that we could consider. Maybe it was the only action 
and the only range of choices that we thought had any chance of success. Later, when we have different options available to us, we think we made a wrong choice, but we didn't. We made the right choice at the time. Choice and change go together. If we look at change, we have to look at the path of change, and that has four parts. Beliefs, potential, possibilities, and consequences. If we're going to make a change, our belief system has to support it, or it just won't happen. Do you ever wonder why you procrastinate a lot when you try to make a decision? It's because the choices you're considering aren't aligned with your belief system. There's another reason that I'll talk about in a few minutes. But first, you have to consider what you believe about your choices if you have trouble taking action. We need to believe that we can successfully act on our choices to be successful. Otherwise, we won't have any confidence in them or in ourselves, and we won't make any changes. We need to see some kind of positive, uplifting, fulfilling, and satisfactory potential in the change, or we won't do it because it would be like stepping in a black hole. Why would we upset our lives in that way if we aren't going to have any idea how the outcomes that we're creating are going to create change that we like and can live with? The possibilities of our potentials is critical because no matter how much potential something has, if we don't believe it's possible, it won't happen. Someone could tell you that you have the ability and the potential to be a trapeze artist, but if you're afraid of heights, it won't happen. It just won't be possible. It's important to explore our possibilities as we set intentions and open the path to change because without the alignment of our possibilities, we won't allow change to happen. No matter how exciting the potential may be, if there isn't a matching possibility in our belief system, we won't do it. And then there's our good friend consequences. We don't think about consequences very much or only when we have an accident or something happens to us. We call those consequences. And yet consequences are part of every change and choice, every decision and every action we take. Every action has a consequence, which is also a universal law, the law of cause and effect. Believe it or not, because it's true, Consequences are what we use to decide on our choices, actions, changes, the paths we'll take, and the potentials that we'll allow to manifest. We base every decision on consequences, and that includes what others do, say, and think about us and what we're doing. I'm going to give you a little challenge here. I want you to think of a choice you'll make and let me know if the consequence, the outcome or the result that you're going to have to face doesn't immediately pop into your head, probably preceded by a but. Let's consider a couple. You want to move to Hawaii and maybe you live close to family and you're well rooted in your neighborhood. If a choice came up and you thought, well, I think I might move to Hawaii. Immediately you would think, but what would I do? I, my family's here. People wouldn't like it. No, people would ask too many questions. Or say you had a relationship and you decide to break it up. You consider your options. You look at the choices and you make a decision. Yes, it's time for this relationship to end. And what are your immediate thoughts? 
Well, what's the other person involved going to say? What are your family and friends going to say? How do you explain this to them, especially if you're the one doing the breakup? I challenge you to consider some options, to consider a choice, to consider a decision without also having the consequences of that choice and decision pop up immediately because we always make our choices based on consequences. If we have no opinion of these consequences or we're neutral about them, they'll still be there, but they won't matter to us as much or not at all. Confident choosing arises when we are aware of the consequences, have considered the ramifications, and choose our most empowering option based on what we want, regardless of the consequences. But if we're unsure of the consequences or genuinely fear them, that's when choice paralysis sets in. It isn't that we can't choose among the options we have. It's that every choice has a consequence we aren't willing to live with. So we delay, procrastinate, find excuses to avoid choosing. And eventually, if we can't overcome our fear of the consequences, we avoid the change altogether or we delay it indefinitely. The problem was not in the change we were trying to make. It was with the consequences. And this is where our fear lies. I always say we don't fear fear. Fear is not a thing. We fear consequences. And they are a very real thing because we've experienced them. We know where they come from and what happens and we'll do our best to avoid them. Let me give you a rather sad example of how this works. I'll give you an example from a client I'll call Ada. Ada wanted to move to the U.S. from her home country of India and go to college as a young woman. Her family was unilaterally opposed to it and refused to let her go. Instead, They wanted her to marry the nice young man they'd selected for her and settle down in his mother's house down the street, have children, and be a good daughter-in-law, daughter, wife, and mother in that order. That way, she'd be close to her family, especially her parents when they needed her, and especially as they aged. Ada realized that they had her life all mapped out, and it wasn't what she wanted. So she secretly saved her money, enrolled in college, and left home without her parents' permission. They were furious and disowned her, telling the rest of the family that she was no longer part of the family. Ada knew her actions would have consequences, and she was willing to face them initially. But as years went by and she continued to be ostracized by her family, she wondered whether she'd made the right decision. When her father died and she tried to attend the funeral, The family wouldn't let her in the house. Her mother refused to see her, even though she had traveled thousands of miles to visit and share the grief over her father's passing. Ada realized that because of her choices, her family had rejected her, and she would probably never be able to see or speak to them again. Now she wonders whether doing what she wanted was the right thing that maybe she should have listened to her parents instead of going her own way. And now when Ada has to make choices, she uses that consequence to make sure that everyone's okay with her decision. She asks endless questions of everyone involved and is afraid to move forward without getting full agreement from all the people her decision touches. This means she never makes a decision that she's fully comfortable with. She avoids change 
and she doubts every move she makes. Choice and change are part of life, and we can't avoid them, no matter how hard we try. If we understand the process of choice and know how we make choices, we'll be less afraid to choose and more confident about the options we consider and the choices we make. So here's a little guide to help you with your choices. Number one, you can't avoid choice and change. We all have occasional challenges in our life, no matter how ascended we believe or think we are. And along with those challenges come the opportunities to choose different paths, to make choices, to take decisions, to take action. We have to do this. It's part of life and it's something we can't avoid. The reason this knowledge is helpful is because so many people think we get to a point where we're fully ascended or we're really spiritual. So we never have any challenges and we never have to make choices or address change or make decisions or choose between things. And that's simply not true. As long as you're human and as long as you're living a life, you're going to have to change at some point and you're going to have to make choices. Number two, our challenges demand that we get more creative with our choices. How many different options can we create for ourselves in the face of this challenge? Which is the other option to being overwhelmed by the challenge. So here you're either overwhelmed by the challenge and you do nothing because you're too scared or you're afraid of the consequences, or you look at the challenge and start considering all the different options, all the different choices you can make, all the different avenues you could take, and then you choose the one that works best for you. Number three, know your possibility, knowing your possibilities includes your own limitations and things you just won't do. You can't make a choice that creates transformation you aren't aligned with. You also are not going to do something that you either don't want to do or know that you can't do. And here the idea of being unlimited that so many people say you're unlimited, you're actually not unlimited because if that were the case, you would be willing to do anything at any time and never worry about it and not have any limitations or fears or hesitate at doing things that you're not comfortable with. So the idea of being unlimited is nonsense. You are not unlimited. You have limitations and the limitations are defined by what you feel is possible for you. Number four, intention sets the frequency for the types of choices we create. So setting big, powerful intentions that harness the full extent of our energy is necessary if we're going to create a lot of high frequency options. And in this case, again, you can be so overwhelmed by the idea that you have to choose, that you have to make a change, that you just turn your back and hope that something works out and whatever it is, you hope you like it. Rather than facing the situation head on, using your power of intention to create big, strong intentions and a good size energy container. And then step by step, taking yourself through the process of change and being in control of it. Number five, consequences will always be part of your options, choices, decisions, and transformation. There is no way to avoid them. Everything you do has a consequence, but you can be aware of them and be prepared for them. And this is especially true where consequences involve other people. For example, say you have a very critical mother and you know that 
One of the consequences of any action you take, any decision you make, is going to be criticism from your mother. So you have a few options. You can make no changes and you can do nothing and that way you don't have to tolerate the criticism. Or you can make changes and try and hide them from your mother and then she won't know. So at least initially you won't have to deal with the criticism. Or you can be aware that whatever you do, she will take it upon herself to criticize you. So you can be prepared for that and maybe even headed off at the pass. You do have the opportunity to use your empowered no and let somebody know in a polite and gentle but firm way that their criticism is not appreciated and not welcome. And number six, learning to create a dialogue between our intuition, which is our inner knowing, and the outer voice is also important. So we can use the balanced co-creative partnership between human and divine to become aware of other levels of choices we can't imagine using our own mind and past-based thinking. Think about a choice that comes up suddenly out of the blue when you're unprepared and you have to make it quickly. Your first response to the choice is actually a reaction. You're scared, you're angry, you're frustrated, maybe you're annoyed. So you do the first thing that comes to your mind rather than taking a step back, assessing the situation, and then making the best choice for you. So when you create this dialogue between your intuition and your outer voice, which is also the voice of your thoughts, you can do a better and stronger assessment of your choices and the changes that are happening and become a more empowered and clear thinking choice maker. And don't be surprised if you have to repeat a choice that you've made before. While it is upsetting to face a life challenge when we believe that we don't have to deal with those things once again, once we arrive at a certain level in our ascension cycle, it happens. I know some people tell you that you arrive and then you're clear of all challenges forever. Unfortunately, that just is not true. And it's just more false and misleading information from the same people who also told you that the ascension path was easy, quick and fun. While this can be upsetting, it's a test of our self-awareness, self-esteem, our boundaries, and how many choices and options we can create for ourselves. While we're still operating in 3D, in the ascension cycle, we are not on a limited one choice linear path, and that's what we can celebrate when we're faced with challenging changes that demand creative choices. Use your 5D thinking here. This is a time when the theme of choices and changes encourages us to open up to different kinds of choices and new potentials. And this in turn raises our energetic frequency and vibration. Yes, fear is an option and so is victim thinking. But what if we consider these challenges as confirmation that we're ready for a new life paradigm and then use them as a springboard to other possibilities, potential choices, and creations we've never considered before. When an old path has run out of energy road, we need to change paths. And when we're stuck in our uncomfortable comfort zones, this imperative to create a new path will enter our lives in one way or another. Choosing wisely and choosing well are part of the process, but more importantly is to make a choice and then decide on the action and do it and not get lost in the process.
don't overthink this and try and make the best, most perfect choice that you and everyone can live with to avoid the consequences. Make a choice, consider the consequences, make a decision, and then assess your results. Be sure to set strong intentions, including those that challenge your current beliefs and thinking. So you open those choice portal doors wide open and have a vast array of potentials and choices to consider. Thanks so much for tuning in to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you to take a few steps towards your rich, happy, and successful life. If you need more inspiration for your life path, check out my eight best-selling books on Amazon or look at a transformational intuitive session, coaching, or program on my website, enlighteninglife.com. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter and join my over 5 million weekly blog readers. Please subscribe to the High Vibes Living Podcast. Give it a like and a review. Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information and inspiration they need to turn their pain into joy and their fear into confidence. Your Becoming 360 transformation into congruence and divine harmony is a step away, as is your rich, happy, and successful life. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together.